Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And join us live on Spotify Greenroom after every big event. See you then. Love yous. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, yeah. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. The world's number one recreation podcast, sports and recreation podcast, G Pete emanating from New York City. I am forever 24-7 champion Peter Rosenberg. I'm going to speed through intros today because there's just too much to get to. Philadelphia, we have the EST of CHP, the physically large stack guy Greg, and in Los Angeles, we have uh, Young International Delight, a.k.a. Dipperstein. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to the program. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> doing great now I, i'm trying to make it like a one of the weekly news shows thank you george thank you for having us thanks thank you I'm let's get right to it very uh i'm fresh off a very turbulent flight home Oof. from new york i mean every the flights are getting more turbulent yeah each time i i interviewed pete Buttigieg yesterday yeah and he's head of transportation and oh, i said it's the number one thing I said, what I, I said, what can we do about flying? This is this, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. What it's getting, we, why were you interviewing Pete Buttigieg? He's talking about he's he's on a like, a, a, I guess, a little they're doing a little press for um, the transportation department trying to do an, an, an initiative to limit like uh, fatalities, um, driving fatalities, like okay. pedestrian fatalities. So, which I guess, di- which, 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 like everything in this country, disproportionately affects communities of color. So he came on Hot 97 to talk about this. So we we use that as an opportunity to ask him. I just wanted to ask about other things. So Did like, you talk about turbulence? 
I didn't talk about turbulence, but I just was basically implying like security sucks at airports. People are stranded with delays. Like what the hell is going on? Oh, here? Have you ever, are, right. are, you, are you ever on a flight when the turbulence is so bad and you're, you see, you look around at the other passengers and you're the only one reacting this way. And I, I'm not, I, I'm not scared to fly, but don't you look around when there's terrible turbulence and you wonder how come everyone else is not thinking, Oh my God, what the hell is going on? Ever. I have now <laughs> yeah. become, I have now become one of the people who's not, who's no selling it. I, I know sell turbulence now a thousand percent because of turbulence. No seller. I know. I, I no sell turbulence. 1000%. I'm like ultimate warrior with turbulence. No, well, how bad does it have to be before you start to sell is the it question would right? because be, all turbulence is not created okay. equal. That is correct. And as there's sometimes when it's like, I think this plane is going to suddenly stop flying. And right. We're and, and by the way, what we're going to get to here is that Dipper scene is a crazy person. But for me, it has to be like my stomach is dropping. If my stomach is repeatedly dropping, like I'm like, oh my God, it's like a roller coaster where my stomach's going to my, my head. That's then cool. I go, then I look around for confirmation. And I, I, I'm looking to make sure the stewardesses aren't just like throwing everything in the air and running down the aisle. You know, that is the tell though. That is the tell right there. Because if the fastened seatbelt light is on, that is, is no, not big deal. But if you see the, the, the flight attendants running strapped in, yeah, when they get full strap in and they're like, and you see them take a breath. But but as you do, listen, Dipperstein, in the days before he travels, looks up the turbulence on his flight and wants to know in advance whether his flight's going to be turbulent. And I'm like, I said to him two trips ago when he was here and doing it constantly and being crazy, I said, are you going to cancel if the turbulence is really bad? And he said, no. And I said, so why are you bothering to look why? it up? Yeah. I have to know. I want to know. Why? You can't I do anything. I want to know four hours into the flight, I'm gonna. there's going to be a problem. I'm going to be <laughs> looking around and wondering why can't they just avoid the clouds? So they tell you on wherever you go to track this, it tells you where in the flight there's turbulence? I go to Turbly. T-U-R-B-L-I. And it t- I cannot believe this is a thing. And it tells you... You know, it goes like an up and down thing of when you're going to get turbulence and when you're not during the flight. And it gives you the whole thing. And I need to know. I look up the wind. I just want to know. I'm not I'm not necessarily scared, but it is probably if someone pulled me and said, what is the most uncomfortable feeling that you feel in your life? It's got to be extreme turbulence on an airplane. Is there anything worse? Is there a worse physical feeling when you're alive? Oh, yes. I, I I see it. Wow. This is. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about illness. I'm just saying like a, a regular feeling of uncomfortableness. It's got to be number one is turbulence for me. And I've had some conversations with pilots about it. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I believe this. I'm, I'm constantly having turbulence. Conversations. The first thing I meet a pilot, what's going on with turbulence? Can we figure out how to get rid of turbulence? But but here's the thing. The reason <laughs> can we fly a little higher? What is the problem? But the reason but, but the, the discomfort <laughs> of the turbulence is fear. You're scared something's going to happen. And that's what it feels might add scary. to it. The anxiety would definitely add to it. Well, what else would it be? What, that it just feels a little uncomfortable? I, if don't, you weren't scared- I, don't, go on, I don't go on rides. You, you, I hold, I, you go to, to Six Flags with me, I'm holding your bags. I don't do roller coasters. I don't do any kind of rides where you drop and dip. I hate the feeling of free falling. I'm not scared of heights, but I don't like to, to fall and go up. and I don't like that feeling. It's a hard. You it, are dip. It, How can you not do a ride with a dip? Huh? Yeah, you are. Dip. It feels wrong for you to not do rides with a dip. 
I don't know what to say about that. It's my name. It's not the way I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> but I just don't understand. You know, the clouds are coming. Can you just fly a little higher and avoid the clouds? Fly a little lower. You know, there's something going on in Colorado. Go to Wyoming. Go to Nevada. But here's the thing. So if, if, if for you, if, if for you, it's about if it's about nausea. If it's if it's about nausea, then I understand. But if it's about fear, I learned after now 20, 30 some years of flying, planes don't go down from turbulence. It's not a thing. They don't like it's never like, oh, they were rocking and the turbulence was so bad that the plane got thrown to earth. That doesn't happen. I know. Once, you, once you survive takeoff, you're Gucci until landing. And then you got to be. And then I say my little prayers during landing. And by the way, I, 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 you know what? You want to know what's worse than turbulence? When you're what? landing and they land a little too hard and it's like, oh, my God, the, the, the whole wheel shakes the whole plane. I totally that's, disagree. I totally disagree. That's where people die. You cannot die from turbulence. The moment I see the, the lights of the city, the sparkly lights, I'm good. You you are. Compl- I just want you to know from an yeah. actual realistic danger standpoint, you are exactly backwards. The second you see the land, you you should be going. All right. Well, let's hope they get the landing here because that's where accidents happen. God forbid. Am I wrong? <laughs> SGG? Pete, Pete, no, you're right. You make a great point. I mean, turbulence for me would be more uncom- is more comfortable than like the split second when the plane hits the ground too hard. But like you said, turbulence, you're still in the air. Nothing you're still in the air, you got a chance. You're if good. The, 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 if the impact is wrong on the landing, then you got an issue, like you said. Eh, I'm not scared of the impact. Let the boom boom. Let let it let it go. Let the impact okay. happen. I don't need to be flying through a, a storm and going up and down like a maniac and having to look around and make sure the <laughs> so, 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 so just so we clear and, and dips, dip. Young International Delight, excuse me, is fully out on dips, but is okay with the boom boom. If we're talking about boom boom, boom is fine. I don't have. I have more respect for flight attendants. It, it has got to be one of the. To me, they, they must really no sell. They no sell everything. I, I it's crazy. Well, I they're not no selling. They're no selling because it's authentic. They know nothing happens. It's authentic no selling. Authentic no selling. All right, guys, that was a lot on on turbulence, and I'm sure most of next week's mailbag will be about that. But SGG, what is going on outside the ring as we talk about this big first cheap heat of WrestleMania season? Well, the first thing is the some of the people who are released, or I guess all of the people who are released on November 4th, and I think among them was uh, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, and Mia Yim. It appears their 90 days are up, and now they're free to, to work wherever they want. So we could possibly see some people pop up as early as tonight on uh, on Dynamite, I know young uh, young. I know Brian Kendrick was also someone who requested his release recently. Um, he received it, and he's going to be working on Dynamite tonight. It's already announced that he has a match against. Oh, he has a match. John Moxley. He has a match. Brian Kendrick is working on Dynamite tonight. Yes, he has a match against John Moxley. Uh, I mean, I, I have a question. I oh God, see Brian Kendrick's a nice guy, so I, I don't want to sound this as a diss him. Because he's a very talented wrestler, but like it just seemed like his career was over. I assumed. Is there anyone AEW won't sign and put on TV for a match? <laughs> like, if they are available, come on in. 
I think they're just doing people favors. I, I you, really, Brian Kendrick has been around for so long. He's probably friends with so many people. Right. That, like he's probably really good friends with Cody. I'm just assuming, but maybe he's really like best friends with Cody from probably back is. And, 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 and I wonder if they just feel like they don't sign these people all to deals, but they just say, Hey, come on in. We'll, 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 we'll pay you for this match. We'll pay you for that. Much. I wonder how many people don't get deals, but they're happy to bring them around. Sure. I think that might be what, what's going on here. Yeah. One offs, two offs. Three like a like a three match contract. I'd be interested to know. Where's Paul no London? They could be the salary. Yeah, he's been he's been gone for a while. Yeah, because if you could get Paul London and Kendrick, that yeah, that could be a little fun thing to do. Who cares about that? You weren't around for that. You wouldn't understand. Okay? Yeah, that, that that was a moment. That they was had a little a, moment. They had a little <laughs> moment. They had a little moment. That was like, a moment. It wasn't like yeah, it was rockers or Jays. They were miniature rockers. I thought they was better than the rockers though. They better were. They were yeah. they were very fun in ring. Um, they were two Sean era rockers instead of like two Sean, you know I mean? Sean got better after the rockers. I'm not gonna say that that's where his skill set stayed, but it was like it was oh like yeah, Sean definitely got better. He was good it was in like the rockers. Two Sean era rockers in there. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll give him better than the rockers. All right, what else you got? But they definitely had a moment. Um, Shane McMahon, who returned at the Royal Rumble, it was reported just just before he got on the air. Um, but I believe by ringside news that Shane McMahon was quote unquote quietly let go from the company um, due to some fallout from the men's Royal Rumble match. And, and information is still pouring in, but uh, that is what we have. So if, if you're like me and you heard Shane's music hit on Saturday and you thought he's going to be around and you, you, you sunk your teeth into this, he is reportedly gone from the company. <sighs> grand opening grand closing i don't know yeah. anything about the backstage politics i'm this is me commenting truly just as a fan a yo-yo bump chuck but i shane mcmahon to me is someone that the fans love to see I love here we go Money. i love to see him wrestle he's getting older it's more fun to see him take bumps he oh he speaks great on the mic he always introduced, like he always is a part of a cool storyline. The the morale must be pretty crazy, or like it must be a pretty weird situation back there. If 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 like that many people backstage are like upset that he took a spot from someone, like here we go. You know, remember that that's not what the story is though. The story, the story yeah, that's out there is that he just totally off. he totally took over as producer of the Rumble match, and, right. and okay, and my experience. I have not seen that Shane is in that kind of role. So I think one of the reasons everyone always liked Shane is because he was one of the boys. Right. So it sounds like some, listen, we have no idea. I had never heard a word about this. I saw Shane riding around on a golf cart early in the day. I saw him getting ready for the rumble and I saw him on TV where I was sitting, eating a delicious filet with hall of famer Booker T watching the Royal rumble, like everyone else. No, and I saw him. Always oh, like and and by the way, the second Shane came out, I immediately started asking uh, Booker for Shane. I got to tell you guys, everyone listening right now, there's never been a better Rumble watching experience than what I had on Saturday. Sitting oh, Ruth, at a Ruth table Chris with WWE Hall of Famer. Literally, it would be like the kind of thing you'd have an auction, and to to win it, you'd have to pay ten thousand dollars, similar to how at I pay to be on WWE TV, and you'd have to pay that money. And sit at a quiet table in the back of Ruth's Chris. I brought my iPad 
and I brought a stand, set up the iPad on a stand, ordered our steaks and some adult beverages, had a drink, ate some steak, and as things happened, I would just ask questions. It was fantastic. <laughs> what a life. What a yeah. life. You're leading a great life. It was, it was, a, I, I truly, I truly had a moment where I enjoyed it. And, and it's funny because I had a, you know, a beverage there and then we had to do our, we had to do the, the green room afterwards. So I had to make sure I didn't have too many beverages. Um, and the second I pick up the line to jump on the green room, I'm with Booker. And he hears me flub the word admirable when I started. I said, so and so. I tried to say something about Johnny Knoxville having an admirable performance. And I said, you know, like admirable. And Booker just falls out laughing, thinking that I'm making a drunken fool of myself on this on this call. <laughs> um, but no, so so when, when Shane came out, I asked Booker, this was not just for me to name drop, but to to share what he said. I asked him about Shane and he he just like glowed about how much he loved Shane and how when he got started, when he first got to the company, Shane was his guy. That was his guy. Like that was his person in the company. It was him and Shane McMahon, which is interesting because if you remember, that was storyline too. Basically, that was the yeah. WCW storyline. Shane, Shane and Booker together. So it was. It was just interesting to hear him, and he was cracking up watching Shane in the Rumble. Like I think he still gets a kick out of watching Shane work all these years later. So I, I'm with you, Dip. I agree that he is. Whether we love what he ends up doing, or sometimes we think the match is like okay, we know he's just going to lose. Um, to Braun Strowman or whatever the thing may be, it is something when he's there. It's something he is in. He is, dude, he was. Let's let's be realistic. He was the only surprise of the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. he was the only really something there was. So, and now he's gone. It's just crazy. Gonna to come, there's gonna have to come a day when the A plus storyline on television is Shane McMahon trying to take over the company from Stephanie or trying to have a, have a real life altercation again with his father or some sort <laughs> again. of struggle. Some, whatever it is, there has to be some sort of McMahon struggle for the company's storyline at some point. And to me, that's when you get the best of Shane, when you get the best of Vince, frankly, and, and Stephanie, that's when they become really interesting characters on, on television. Not to put over other wrestlers, but to interfight within themselves about the bigger picture of what WWE is. So, you know, we know there's, you know, the, uh, you know uh, Nick and things, whatever, but, you know, in real life. But in kayfabe, we need to see a Shane-Stephanie struggle for the company. That's what I'm most excited about, hopefully, seeing in the future, in the next five years. Yes, the window is closing on that though fast, right? Well, because the Shane Stephanie storyline is going to have to include Triple H. You thought and, it um, would include Triple H? For, I, I was thinking we're going to get this big mania, you know, co-main event where you had Shane versus Triple H for control of the company, and it was like an Elizabeth thing where you didn't know where Stephanie's loyalties lied, and that would have right. been a really interesting thing to see. It's crazy though, like how much all of this has changed in, in very short order. You know, the things that seemed possible previously. Yeah. The, the window closes by, and by the way, if this story is true and Shane was in fact, quote, quietly let go, we don't, we never know if we're going to get him again. 
And he's not getting younger. If th- that was his whole comeback, was a quick rumble appearance for five. I think he was in for five minutes. And yeah, just a little over five minutes. And it just seems weird to me. Like, even if he, I'm just trying to understand it. Even if he created a ton of heat by forcing himself to have a, a bigger splash in the rumble or was booking the rumble and, and messed things up or was, or was because apparently people were saying there was a lot of mind changing and things like that on Saturday. How could it be enough that his dad would be like, okay, you should go home. We, we're done with this. We're not doing it. Like that just yeah. seems like how bad that would part I don't understand. Be? So that part I don't understand. Gonna, this is going to be one of those stories that we don't really understand for a while. It seems, but I will say as a fan bummer to not have Shane around WrestleMania and it's, he is a piece. He's one of those things that we've talked about limited numbers of legends who can come back to do stuff. Shane is one of those pieces. You can always go, well, we have a Shane McMahon match, but we don't now. Yeah, we're out that now we're down a Shane McMahon match. So what else has you? And finally, um, Nia Jax has, has finally broken her silence. Uh, since her release, she went on Renee Young's, um, oral sessions podcast and she talked about everything she did not hold back she seemed to confirm reports that um she was let go due to not being vaccinated she she detailed the co- uh, conversation with Vince McMahon that she had where she claims that he directly asked her to be vaccinated and then she declined she stood her ground as she put it and then weeks later found out that she was being released um she was told it was due to budget cuts. According to her, she said, I'll take a pay cut. I'll make it work. And WWE declined and released her anyway, um, all during her all during her uh, mental health break that she that she said she took um over the past few months prior to being released. So I mean it's sort of a quintessential like- story of this of this uh climate. I mean, that is that is the deal with people. Like if 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 that is in fact what happened, and we don't know, but like that's at all jobs. I'm I'm seeing it at my jobs too. Like you get asked to get vaccinated, you choose not to do it. They can technically say okay, but like they can also view that if they want to, and this is not illegal. You can view that as a reason to think that someone's not that serious about their job. Like that 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 is what people can think. They have the right to think that. Yeah, um, and it, that's a, in the, a weird issue because some people are like, oh, it's a personal choice, and other people are like, nah, it's not a personal choice. It's a requirement we have at your job. You know, it's it makes it really complicated. Yeah, and in the in the conversation that she had with Renee Young, she mentioned that um that it was brought up to her by Vince that you know not being vaccinated means that you can't fulfill certain contractual obligations because you can't perform in certain cities. So. And she still chose not to not to be vaccinated. So I'm sure, like you said, that 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 business piece of it is definitely what played a hand in. Did she did she give an indication as to why she didn't want the vaccine? Like, was there some sort of was it just a personal? She just said it was a personal choice. I didn't listen to the whole podcast. I I listened to like two three minute clips at a time. So in the clips that I heard, there was no reason given. In the reports that I read about it, there was no direct explanation. But I mean, it's just you know that's what people. People don't feel the need to explain um, 
not getting not getting the vaccine, which is fine because then well, you know, especially just because it. nine times out of ten, when they do explain the vaccine, I don't ever end up having a, a much better understanding of it than I did before the conversation started. <laughs> right, it just opens them up to debate that you know. right. It just ends up being an endless debate, and you and if yeah. you're someone who believes in the vaccine, you're like, okay, well, I I just don't agree with you. So like, you don't end up yeah. getting yeah. um, and it invites people to. Sorry, I was gonna say it invites people to feel like they have a say in in your choice. You know, she made the choice, which made WWE make a choice, presumably. And now this here we is are, where we are. So nothing anybody can do about it now. What were you gonna say, Deb? I, I missed I miss Nia Jax. I know. I always felt like she was underutilized, and I always felt like she was so, you know, dominant feeling in the ring. And I just wish that she they would have just put her just at a, at, on a pedestal more than they than they did during her run you know well, especially a bummer her entrance or gear you know um they they just sort of made her clownish and you know it really could have been the opposite for her and i, I always felt like she was under underserved but um i i miss her i i was a nia Jax fan. she's 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 not like most girls no she's not she wasn't like most girls <laughs> you know um so shout out to nia Jax. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Let's get into the rumble. And, and I should let's say up front here before we get into the, the rumble conversation that it is a big episode of Dynamite tonight. Very big episode. So as we record this on a Wednesday, if you're getting to this on Wednesday, uh, we, we won't be able to talk about it, but we'll talk about it some next week. But tonight we finally get the MJF uh, punk of it all, right? I think we need to talk about the just, you know, you and I watched the Sammy Guevara oh. Cody ladder match. Oh, my I mean, Lord. When do you see this stuff? I mean, this is this was the, one of the craziest matches I've ever seen. Sa- Sammy, uh, Sammy is starting to get he SGG. I don't know how much you've uh, tuned in or if you watch that match. Sammy has been 
he's one of the most improved, I feel like, since this has started. Like, he continues to get better and better. And not only in, in the ring, but I feel like his character, I think he has, like, I think he's becoming more of a real person. But that cutter from the other ladder for just a oh, spot. The jump? Oh, yeah. My, bruh. That, oh, for just. My. For just a from just a spot standpoint, I don't remember the last spot that I rewound to watch that many times in a while. I was like, "Wait a second. And Cody's a maniac for taking that. I don't. I don't understand how you the do that. Onto the onto the ladder. Oh, knowing that it probably wasn't going to break. Well, no. Oh. Sammy's Sammy's willing to do a, a lot. His. I mean, he'll be decrepit. In, in yeah, years he'll be he'll be decrepit. He's very young. Hopefully, he'll figure it out soon to not you can't do this stuff all the time but i will say man they have done a really good job having whether it was the lights out match with britain thunderosa was it thunderosa yes who wh- wh- whether it's the cody lat unification ladder match against sammy they do a good job having matches on free tv that you feel like you have to see I think it's, it's one of the biggest strengths they have of the show um, because I don't a lot of story stuff. I don't love on the show. I know that over time they build into good stories, but week to week, I think the storytelling's whatever. I think the backstage vignettes these days are a disaster. I don't know how anyone in any of their backstage interviews to me. I don't know how anyone walks away being like that was good. I, I literally think they're almost all bad, but the in ring that you're getting week in week out. Um, they come up with some matches that you want to watch. Like you want to watch um, Cody and, and uh, I'm sorry, MJF and, and CM Punk and their they matches. That live. They do. They do. Um, and I do think that the Brody King and, and um, Malachi black storyline is, I think, I think Malachi black finally has a chance to be as interesting as dip has always thought he's been because I haven't always thought that <laughs> but I, I now think them together <laughs> is very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, That's so Royal, the Royal Rumble is has come, and it has gone, and I someone emailed us. I'm going to read it right now, guys, because we got a lot of emails this week. I have never, we've never maybe gotten more emails um, during the course of a week, and I want to read the one regarding stats got a few people who volunteered to do stats <laughs> um robert wrote wrote us and said here were some stats for the 126 show dip said ronda would win to close the show well you were sort of right sort, of, right? sort of i was right <laughs> he was 100 was oh, no, it didn't it didn't close the show oh, oh. okay yeah yeah, yeah I was, um I had to I had to wins. That is incorrect. Um, thinks freaking and Seth and Seth Rollins would all be in the rumble. None of them were in it. No freaking, <laughs> no Seth and no Seth Rollins. <laughs> dip dip thinks uh no Cena, no rock, no ROH, no AEW, no legends, no major surprises. He was right. Thank you. Okay, yeah, keep celebrating. Oh, Shane, McMahon, Shane McMahon was a major surprise. Right, right. Shane would be one. Um, he's a surprise. <laughs> you also so predicted you also predicted Champa, Dunn, Veer, Jinder, Gable Stevenson. None were in the rumble. Correct. 
I obviously noted that when I was watching it. Yep, thousand percent wrong. <laughs> I uh, hold on. Let's 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 not be done. Maybe I'm maybe you into oblivion with this. Maybe you did better with the women. Lacey Evans, Oscar, Zia Lee, Candice, Dakota, Mandy Rose, Ofer again. Candice is pregnant. <laughs> so she's not going to make it. She's like about to have a baby any minute now. I got, so, I got some messages about, <laughs> about that. Uh, uh, for my predictions, Sasha Banks to win. Nope. Um, I, I mentioned the idea of Rikishi or X-Pac. Nope. Um, SGG, he says you were vague with your predictions, but you had Bianca winning the Rumble. Nope. You asked about a Kyrie, Kyrie Sane return. Nope. Roderick Strong, nope. Good Brothers, no. So our first, our first week of stats, um, we didn't do a great job. Um, but anyways, a shout out to also Patrick who wanted to volunteer to do stats as well. I appreciate you guys. Um, the guys, so the, the, the biggest takeaway that I had from the Royal Rumble event in general was I had fun. I thought it looked great. I thought the building was cool. I thought the women's rumble was significantly better than the men's rumble. I thought the women's rumble, even though all the surprises had sort of been given given away or most of them had been, A, they kept a few surprises, and B, I was actually still excited to see all the legends they brought back because they did. It's almost like the fact that the women's roster is actually currently thinner right now work to their advantage for the rumble. The men's rumble relied on all these people who you see every week and don't necessarily care about the women's rumble because their line, their roster's a bit thinner relied on nostalgic names that popped you when they came back. And I thought as a result, it turned out to be a better, a a better rumble, but we'll start with the women's side guys. I just, I guess I just didn't need Rhonda to win. I'm happy that she's back. Um, I, I, you could easily have pulled a story from her in the rumble. Um, but do we need her to win the rumble? Because to me, it feels like we had two winners, Rhonda and Brock. And I would say that on each side of the company, women and men, those are the two people who least need a Royal rumble victory. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm going to, in sticking with the women, I feel like Rhonda, Rhonda winning it didn't it didn't really do much for me in terms of what it what it can add. Maybe, you know, as the story develops, it'll make sense and we can point to this being a necessary win. But I feel like I didn't need her to to win it either. Um I would have liked Bianca to be able to win and then go after Becky and continue that or see some things that further some storylines. But um even as much as we say that you know Rhonda makes sense as a challenger for Charlotte and for Becky Lynch using the rumble as a vehicle to get her there to WrestleMania that didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily feel like she needed that. She could always just demand to be a part of things. And just like Brock, like they, they, they basically can do whatever they want. It would have, they didn't need an explanation for how Rousey gets to the main event. The big win in the Royal rumble on the women's side would have been for Lita to win and challenge Becky at Mania rather than challenge her at Elimination Chamber and then have Ronda and Charlotte go at it at Mania for the other title. That would but have we, been a big win. Lita and, that, and Becky at Mania is significant. Lita and Becky at in Saudi, not significant. I I, I, I agree with Dip on that a thousand percent. I, they botched that for sure. 
Well, well, her her, her at Saudi means she's just a holdover. No, it so means we'll, yeah. Saudi wanted yeah. Lita, and they were like, "Okay, we'll put Lita at Saudi." That's Maybe, yeah, yeah. They could have requested her, or or it's as simple as we got to do something to get us. We're not going to have Ronda wrestle until WrestleMania, so hey, right. we'll have to throw Lita in, and we'll do it on Elimination Chamber. But what and, they don't understand is people love Lita and want to see Lita in a big match. <laughs> so that's right. It's like we. Do you need to? See, maybe we get. Maybe we get that, but that just not for the championship. They're going to do Charlotte and Ronda. Do you? Do you need to see Charlotte and Ronda? I don't. Well, hold on. Before we get there, how do we know they're going to do Charlotte Ronda, and why not that's Becky Ronda? That's what's on the dirts. So I think they will like, too. I think they're going to, with fake crowd sounds, they're going to create the illusion that people want to see Ronda Rousey as a babyface, <laughs> and and have her face a heel Charlotte at WrestleMania when the entire thing is a sham and Ronda is no one likes her. She's the most heelish person you gets with her facial expression <laughs> and her lack of moveset and her walk down the aisle. That well, you, you know, you, you, you always take it too far. Okay. You always, you, you end up saying too much negative about Rhonda. First of all, she's not as over as they act like she is, but she's not as Correct. not over as you're making it sound. That crowd Correct. popped a thousand percent. I was there. It, it could be because of the music. It could be because of the Rowdy Piper uh, nostalgia when you see her graphic, but just to be clear, there was a major pop when she came back. And even last night or on Monday, there was a pop when they brought her out. The people do. People are excited by her because she's a big name. Fine. But does that sustain she, itself? Does that mania, sus- no, she's not the love. I agree with Dip that she's not a truly loved baby face. And also, I don't agree with you. You, for example, see things like you don't like the way she punches. No one does. I understand that. But that doesn't <laughs> right. make her bad in ring. She's not bad in ring. She can have a wrestling match. I, she can be fine. She can, but I, but, she, she can be good in ring. It's just I don't like the extra stuff with her. I don't believe her character, which is the craziest part because she's a real-life badass, yet I don't believe her as a badass in wrestling. No, that's the I know. part that's so interesting. Yeah, I know. I just feel like I don't, I don't know, man. And not to go back to the fake crowd sounds, but the fake crowd sounds when she came out <laughs> on Monday. They're they're now timing it incorrectly, where they give you a thunderous ah, but they show the crowd at the same time not reacting. It's like it's it's. This Is, SGG, did you see any of these? The camera angle I, I, I didn't, completely wrong. It's crazy. I didn't. I didn't notice the the fake camera. Oh the the fake crowd sounds mixed with the no reaction, but I mean, listen, it's, it's Dip there. is a crowdologist at this point, so if Dip says it, I'm treating it as I'm an expert. The evolution opinion. of the fake crowd sounds, and it's getting worse. Um, you gotta you gotta trust the crowd, even if it's not what you want them to do. I agree. It, 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 yeah, you have to trust that, yeah. that people react in a way that they react as fans. Well, no, you have to SGG. You don't have to trust it. Don't get caught up in that you have to trust it and that you think yeah, they're always going to do right. You just you have, have to let it be to, what it is. Just let it be what, what it is. is. You have yes. to trust it because that's the only choice you have to make art. It's just mm-hmm. if you want to make art and not a fake thing that you're telling the people how they feel, that's not real art. Like you can you can fill a movie theater with people who are paid to be there and clap. And at the end of the movie, if they all clap, it doesn't mean your movie was good. Right. They were paid to yeah. clap. Exactly. But, but, so like but my heart, I, I hope that they I like think it. About, 
I think about this week's NXT 2.0 when I'm like hesitant to trust the crowd because Gunther is there and they're chanting Walter to like rebel. And it's just like the, the, the crowd is sixteenth the size. No, but what I'm saying is you, you don't you don't always need to trust the crowd because there's always like that element but of, but that, of but no, no, but, but SGC, here's the problem. Here, but here's the thing. That's you. That's them. They did that. They did that. That's now the crowd's choice to chant Walter. And you're going to have to fight through that because you made the choice to do that. It doesn't yeah, mean fine. it doesn't but mean it doesn't mean it. it doesn't mean reverse course and go back to Walter no, because the crowd is not at all. Walter. It, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't mean you have to fake it and pretend they like it either. You just got to keep right. doing what you do and stick by just your let guns. Let them do what they do. And yeah. let them do what they do. But to Dip's point, this whole pretending if you're going to try to force a narrative, when are we ever going to get anything we like? You know, we got to like what's the stuff that really makes the crowd feel something? I'm with Dip in that you know, I'm a little biased because Natalie loves Lita. When she saw that Lita was at the Royal Rumble, she was so upset she wasn't there. When she got eliminated, she was a, she she loves her. So I'm a little biased now that I'm, you know, love someone who loves her so much. Um, but I will say this. Rhonda and Becky or Rhonda and Charlotte, whatever Rhonda thing we want to do, we're going to have that opportunity, right? Like Rhonda's going to work with all the big people there are to work with. And she already has, you know, she already had a full Becky story essentially. And okay. Her and Charlotte, that's fine, I guess. But like Lita would have been a cool random thing. We were saying we need a legend, right? We all, and think about it like this. We always talk about who's the legend that's going to come back. Who's the legend that's going to come back. It's always a male legend. Why can't she be the female, the Goldberg, the person who comes back and gets a main event day at WrestleMania? It's never been a woman. It's never been Trish. It's never been Lita. It's never been Molly. It's never been any of these people. They come back. They give them a little rumble spot. Can we give them the real thing? They'll put Lita on the poster. Let her have her last moment. Yeah, totally agree. No, agree. Instead, Elimination Chamber, like, listen, we're going to watch it. We're hardcores. It's on a Saturday. We'll watch it. Hey, Hey, by the way, let's at least take a moment. At least it's on a Saturday. Yeah, because yeah, it's not during work. It's not <laughs> like it'll be fun. It's going to be like the middle of the day. You know, Zip, you'll probably get together with like friends at 9 a.m. for brunch, you know? Yeah, like, brunch, uh, Elimination Chamber brunch. I would say Elimination Chamber, the lineup for the uh, for the men's Elimination Chamber is awesome. It's, yeah, it's insane. Kudos to Austin Theory, too, for weaseling his way into, into that because, you know, it, it's insane who he's in there with. You say whatever you want about Austin Theory. The match he had on Monday was amazing. Yeah, it really was. He is excellent. Yeah, who doesn't Austin like Austin Theory? Theory? No, I'm just saying, when you read the names and look at the names, you got you got Brock, yeah. Bobby, Seth, uh, Riddle, Austin. Who's the sixth person? Um, AJ Styles? Yeah. Yep. And then, and then Austin Theory is like, he's a cut under... The rest of these people, and I'll even say Riddle is a little bit under the rest of these people. So shout out to them for for being in there with like he's like the under some of the most know? amazing performers right now. But it, it's going to be a bang. I'm not saying that he's not going to deliver. He's definitely going to do his part. But it's, it's just insane to see. I would say it's the best elimination chamber lineup in years. And um, I also wanted to say I I, I kind of popped yeah. for Ray versus AJ. I don't remember ever seeing that before. And they're like that's like a great match. No, it ha- I, I believe it happened a couple of years ago. Did it? I, I couldn't remember. But, but again, but, like you said, they they don't go to that well too often. So, I thought this episode of Raw on Monday was actually a good, very good episode, very entertaining episode of Raw. Yeah, really? Look at yeah. you. 
What'd you think of the rest of the Rumble, though, Dip? We didn't get your thoughts. Yes, yeah, so Dip, because, dip uh, you didn't like Dip somehow. I, I'm not. Don't know why, because I know that this will be a point of contention. Dip, you didn't like Rollins and Roman. No, I didn't like it. I just didn't think it was that good. I don't know. It just. I I, I understand the ending was a was a part of the gimmick, but I, I just didn't love the match in general. It, it was fine. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not surprised by what they did with the whole thing. And I got to tell you, it's not. I don't hate that Lesnar won and that he was like the lat he was number 30 and that they brought it back. It would let's just say this. It was definitely something. What? Okay. It was a storyline. They they're create this is a real storyline. So I have no problem with it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it, they're telling a story between Paul and 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 Roman and Brock. That's compelling. You want to see what happens with it week to week. Yes, it was predictable at the end of the day what happened at, in, at the Royal Rumble, but at least it carried a storyline forward and it was something. When, he, when, when Heyman handed him the belt, I was like, oh, okay, uh, something of shock value that is going to make us watch next week. This is interesting. They, you know, they, they, we got an angle. So in, in, in retrospect, I didn't dislike the Rumble as much as I initially thought I did. I didn't necessarily, I wanted more interesting people to be in it. But at the end of the day, I just love to see, you know, nine to 12 guys in there wrestling and seeing who's going to be thrown out and this and that. I don't need it to be a spot fest. I like the old rumbles when it was just a bunch of guys wrestling and fighting and throwing each other out of the ring. In fact, I would, I, I would do away with the, I would love if they had no entrance music again. <laughs> and they just came out as I individuals. Run out. I bet but, you would. But, um. You know, I, I don't know if this rumble like achieved all the rumbleness that we love. Um, no, it didn't. It, 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 yeah. Like there was something missing. Well, it, the- well here's the thing. First of all, I'm surprised that you think the Lesnar thing is something. I agree. The story is something. The, the Heyman story. By the way, SGG, props to you. You were right. You didn't. You initially say that you thought it was not over it for Roman and, and Heyman. <laughs> we're correct. Um, but. You know, there's two ways of looking at it. You know, Brian Mann, he was te- he was texting me and saying that he misses the days of when the Royal Rumble essentially actually made someone. And someone had not won the Rumble and then gone on to, to win their first WWE title. The last person to win a Rumble and go on to win their first title was Batista was in 2005. It was Drew, like two years ago. Did Drew cash in and win? Sorry, no, Drew won the Rumble and then went to WrestleMania and beat Brock Lesnar. Okay, so pre-Drew, there's been one since twenty since two thousand five. That what won. won the Rumble and won the title? Correct. That went on to to that essentially was made by the Rumble. Yeah, but on the flip what side, what do you of- mean made by the Rumble though? Meaning winning the Rumble actually elevated them in a major way. Like Brock wasn't elevated by the Rumble. Ronda wasn't elevated by the Rumble. Last year, Edge wasn't. Bianca was. So you have one on the women's side. Nakamura was. He ended up going back down. But Nakamura, Nakamura, Nakamura was, was didn't win the, the didn't win the title, but at least was elevated. And you but could argue that Roman was, but Roman, Roman, Roman was already there though. Some rebellion. I was going to say Roman, you could argue you could argue that mostly it's never been that. That's the only thing I would argue is very often I'd say 80% of the time 
the person who wins the rumble is already just about the biggest person there. And, and you could argue that it's always been that way too. Cause Hogan yeah, won a couple of rumbles. Rick Flair won the rumble after being like seven time world champion. Bret Hart won the rumble after already being world champion. You can't go higher than world champion. Well, Hogan only won once twice, 90 and 91. Hogan won twice. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, you could argue Yoko was like some was it like on his peak when he won in in um in '93? Maybe he was. Yeah. I don't know. Yoko he was. He was. Sort of, no, no. Yoko was on his. He was way. rising though. He was rising. So it, it, was helped, like, it helped Yoko rising. But and it, you know, and then it was Brett and Luger. Then it was Sean twice. You know, then it was Austin. So, yeah, very often it wasn't that, you know, and that's the argument I would respond with is that very often they were already mage. But I will just say my feeling this year was that Brock was totally unnecessary. Like this story could have been forwarded so many other ways and the rumble could have been used to create another secondary viable opponent for WrestleMania. Who would have been? I mean, we, we tried to think of it the other day last week. We couldn't even think of who that could have been. It could be anybody. It could be Austin Theory. That's the point. Anyone who wins. But anyone to, my, but in this case, it, it would have been useful. I just don't think Brock needed it. You're right. I agree that, that Brock anymore. didn't need it. I agree that Brock didn't need it. But also, just in thinking about the story, I feel like if Brock doesn't win the Rumble and his intention is to go after Roman, any other storyline that sees Brock and Roman in the main event of WrestleMania just becomes unnecessarily convoluted and clunky and it, it's not worth it when the clearest path to what they tip their hand as saying that they want to do from November, which is Brock and Roman at WrestleMania, is just, okay, Brock wins the Rumble and that's the clearest path to get them there versus some something where like, you know, he challenges Roman and Roman says no and then he holds Heyman hostage and... You know, some, but he breaks into Roman's house and now Roman's on the farm in Canada and now That'd they have to do it because it's personal. It's yeah, like, I don't know. That, that's not necessarily bad. <laughs> no, I'd love to see that. <laughs> it's the worst thing I can think of. Why would that be bad? It's that's just unnecessarily clunky and convoluted and just to, as a way to get them to a championship I mean, you could, argue, you, you could argue that what you just talked about, because if it was done well, not in a bad way, is called they'd have to tell a story. Whereas in this way, they get to avoid telling a story and just say contract like right as they don't have any. So you it's funny. You made a great point and sort of proved against your point at the same time, because it's like, how about you write a good story for it? You know, you guys could do that. But here's the thing. What bothers me also about this is we now know Brock is in the chamber. So real quick, he won the Rumble, chose yeah. Roman and also gets the first shot at Bobby, which by That's the, way, the part I don't like. He's going to get he's going to win. He's going to win. That that whole thing we said last week, we're like, we can't see a unification. There's going to be a unification bout. That you is, unification is happening? That's happening. WrestleMania unification. That is. They should that, do it like Becky, though. They where It's not a unification, but it's just Roman two belts or or, or Roman two reigns right. or whatever they want right, to call right, it. Right, right, right. Right, right. But it's I'm sorry. Don't it won't be unification. Unify. It'll be title versus title. Yeah. And when, unify, do just let, and when do they do they take it? Do they not take it? What do they do? They'll figure out a way to weasel out of him having both belts at some point. At some point, but he'll probably one of them will have both for a little while. And it's going to be Roman Reigns. And it's it's my guess would be it's Roman Reigns. Although I will say two things about Brock Lesnar. Number one, props to Brock for being around so much. Um, yeah. And maybe he'd be around longer than we think because he seems to be enjoying it. And number two, 
There is nothing more improved in wrestling this year than Brock Lesnar on the mic. He is one of the best mics in the yeah. wrestling business today. He is funny. Soft voice. He is funny. Yeah, I know. He is. His voice doesn't <laughs> match him. He's funny. He's entertaining. He doesn't look like he can't remember. Like, you know, some people like there are some talents that we've seen just struggle where you can see them thinking of their lines. Brock owns the character. He is Brock Lesnar. So he doesn't have to think of the lines, it seems like, because it seems like it's him. And he's really great. Give Brock his flowers for his mic work right now. Yeah. Is he being tasked with remembering uh, paragraphs of lines, though? I feel like he's probably reached a point where they're just like, these are the bullet points. This is what you need to get across. Feel out the crowd. And my guess is Paul probably helps him with a a bunch of lines and we'll be like, yo, you should let's hit this. Let's let's hit this. This could be good. So, I, I mean, but he doesn't ever look like he's working for it. You know, Um, it's just organic. But like, it is a little weird to me. So it's great that Bobby got the title back. And Bobby did have a serious, a legit match with, as you pointed out, SGG on our green room after the show on Saturday. You know, Bobby did compete in that match up until Roman came in and was the difference. So it was a competitive battle. But at the same time, he wins because of Roman. And then he's likely going to lose his next his first title defense. I mean, what's yes. to stop Roman from interfering in that chamber, though? Right. I, I, you know, maybe it almost feels like, Austin, you know, oh, that's an interesting it, point. it feels like Austin Theory could be the father. You know what I mean? Like Austin, you know, not that Roman inserts himself into the chamber. But if there's if there's anybody to take a pre-match beating, get screwed out of this spot. Austin Theory could be the guy that that happens to. Wait, and Roman tries to put himself in the chamber. Yeah, to keep Brock from from winning. Oh, just to keep Brock okay. from winning. Interesting idea. By the Can way, we, um, let's. We, I know we like to keep track of stats now on the show again. So, do you remember when we did the podcast? And on this show, there was a little bit more pause around the Big E title win, and I was a little more frustrated that it didn't. It felt telegraphed and not special. I think we can all agree with the way Big E was tossed from that rumble that my fears were confirmed in what way though it has been two months or whatever since his title win. And while it's great that he won the title and that will forever be an accolade that big E has the way that he was treated in that rumble shows that where he is pecking order wise in WWE now is no better now than it was before he won the title. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's grand opening. He has not been elevated. He's not been, he's, he's, he's a guy in the new day who got tossed. They barely even yeah. show when he got tossed. He got tossed out like he didn't even get the he didn't even get the um no uh, I think it was Evan Mack who pointed out that he didn't even get the sad face. Yep, the Evan camera, Mack, the camera it, on it his was sad right. face. They didn't even cut to the shot where it's like when it's someone impactful, you see their reaction. He just got tossed out like he hasn't been a champion ever. Meanwhile, he was the champion five minutes ago. So let's just all remember when we're also happy for a title win. Title wins are great, but if the story's not, they're not telling a real story, while it'll still serve some purpose, and I'm happy that Big E got the exposure that he got and has that on his Wikipedia page, I wish he wasn't just this quickly being tossed out like garbage from that Royal Rumble. That was a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. And by the way, he's now back on SmackDown. So my guess is (laughs) we're going to get a New Day tag match at WrestleMania. You know, number match number 1,343 against the Usos. 
with what you know can can they face the Usos though, right? Wasn't that the stipulation in the last tag match when it was Woods and Kofi oh, that New Day can never face the Usos again for the championship? Yeah. They call back, or do they, or do they say that like, listen, this isn't Woods and Kofi, we'll never challenge, but E and Kofi can challenge, or like E and Woods can right. challenge. That that could happen. So but you, you would imagine though, when you see Big E going to SmackDown, that they're back. That that's my guess. Go ahead, Dipstar. What are we get? Let's book at least the top four or five matches now at Mania. Okay. Why not? I mean, we're here. Quickly, we have a lot of mail to get to though, and Black Power rankings. But let's let's try to. We know we know we have Roman Brock is done. Roman Brock for sure. You you guys want to go with Charlotte Ronda? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mister Mister, you have to use your words. You can't just roll your eyes. What I is, just don't what want is that. the eye roll? I don't want Charlotte Ronda. I want you know what I, I want. I don't want. Thirty years of wrestling history should let you know that I don't want doesn't it doesn't mean I don't get. <laughs> I would here's what I would take. Here's what I would take. I would have three matches, three at least three women's matches on the card. It's two nights. So at least three women's matches, maybe four. Yeah. And I would have Charlotte Bianca find a way. I know, I know they're not on the same show currently. Wait, are they on the same show? No. Charlotte's on Friday. Bianca's on Monday. I'd find a way for Charlotte Bianca. I would find uh I would do Becky and Lita. And how about Rhonda and Sasha? That would be interesting. How about Rhonda Bianca? But hold on. Sa- whose championship does Sasha take? Whose championship does Sasha take for it to be Rhonda Sasha? Well, why does Rhonda have- well, is the Rumble winner? Well, that's what I'm saying. So now it's over because Rhonda has to have Becky or Charlotte. So I, it, my, my fantasy can't happen. You're correct. So I guess, okay, given what we're dealing with, I would still choose to get. I guess I would take we're gonna get we're gonna get Becky. I would choose Becky Rhonda over Charlotte Rhonda. I don't like the matchup of Charlotte and Rhonda physically. I don't see them working well together in the ring. No. I just don't like the way it looks. Like I don't, I don't like it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't like it. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Uh, that's fair. And I wish and I and, and I'm with Dip. I wish they could find a leader spot. By the way, Sasha's going to need a spot too. So, is there a world where Lita and Trish are in a tag team match against Sasha and Bailey? Love that. That would be great. That would be great use. That's a good call, SGG. I would love that. You're not. That would be. That would be great use of legends. Trish and Lita. That would be fantastic. Or, by the way, it doesn't even have to be Trish and Lita because I know that's been done a lot. They could take Lita with a, a myriad of women who came back that they could choose. You know, there's a lot of people that you could put her with. Two legends against two young punks, right? Like, let Sasha play heel because she can do whatever. She's a complete tweener at all times. Yeah. Bailey can come back and be Bailey. And the two of them can be like the role models and talking about how they're sick of these old legends who come back for the Rumble and it's pathetic and blah, 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 blah. Easy. Boom. You have four big women in one match. I'd like and to see Alexa Bliss, Ronda. Well, uh, do you? Because yeah, the last time that happened, somewhere she's coming they back. Des- they destroyed Alexa Bliss when, when she had Ronda last time. They didn't. They ruined. I, I was. I forget what happened. Myself. They. She <laughs> said, "You beside yourself." Yeah, they squashed. She absolutely squashed her to pay per view. Oh, she tossed her around like a rag doll. And that was it. Well, you're gonna get. But that Alexa was when Ronda was squashing everybody, though, right? Didn't Ronda also squash Nia Jax? 
Yep. Who's her first competitive match? Was it Sasha? That was really her first really competitive. I mean, the triple threat that she lost. Oh, and Nick, Nikki Bella too. Nikki Bella is competitive. Say it again. Where happened? What happens with Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania? Where is Bobby? If Bobby loses the chamber, yes. Goldberg. Yeah. Do they yeah. dare insert someone into the uh, bra? Like, is Bobby a part of a trip? You, you like broke up there. Threat? Is that- Bobby a part of a triple threat in that in that case? Do they do Brock, Bobby, Roman? They should be doing Goldberg Riddle at WrestleMania. They should. They should. They should. That should be a good, fun match that puts Riddle. You know, I, you know, I hate the, the putting people up, but Riddle should like beat Goldberg at yes. WrestleMania. And by the way, in, in his corner, the Legend Killer that would be Mage. Yeah, yeah, and they they need to give Goldberg whatever he needs to get a couple of more matches added to that contract because one of them needs to be Riddle and one of them needs to be Big E. Wouldn't that be a fun match? Goldberg Riddle? Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And they can play, they can play Goldberg in front of him backstage and, and just run I'm not your bro week after week after week in video packages. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that sure will sell itself. And, and then know. and then like just when you think Goldberg is gonna beat Riddle, you get an RKO out of nowhere and Riddle beats Goldberg, and then they have one more match at, at Backlash. And then that's it. And then Riddle beats I'm, okay, I'm good. I'm okay with that. I like that. So we didn't settle like on that. five matches, though. You, what do we do? What do you do? With, I think it's going to be Seth KO in some gimmick match. Maybe a Hell in a Cell. You'll get Seth. I think you get Seth Kevin Owens again. Yeah, those seeds have definitely been planted because uh, Seth, Seth not fighting for KO to automatically be inserted into the Elimination Chamber and then KO losing his match to Austin Theory is, yep. is somehow going to be Seth's fault. What and about Edge? Get, um, what do we get with... Uh, um, Go ahead. Take your time. I'm just thinking. Uh, I lost my thought there. Apologies. Um, what about Edge, though, in the meantime? Oh, okay. Maybe you get Edge okay. Miz singles. <laughs> Edge Miz single. It feels like it's Again, done. Again? And it feels like they done. moved on from that. I think they're done. Edge AJ, Edge Damian Priest. Damian Edge... Priest. Hmm. I wouldn't particularly care about that. But they, Damian Priest, Damian Priest is a, is babyface. Dude, it's you know what it they're, should be. They're both walking that line though, with Edge doing a couple of brood baths since he's been back, and Damian saying, you know, I have a a, a good side and an evil side. They both yeah, they walk a similar that. line of like the sinner saint who that's can, a good, that's who a can good be thought. more dark. Sure. Who can Finn Balor? You got don't forget about Finn Balor. Got him hanging out. Oh there yeah, Finn. I wouldn't be holding my breath for Finn to have a big spot at WrestleMania. Right. The way that the way that it seems on TV. Um, what about if they did uh, Austin Theory? Austin Theory taking the step up and going up against Damian Priest for the IC title for the US title. Or, or you get Austin Theory, Seth, or Austin, you know, somewhere you really put Austin Theory. Up I think, there. You, I think you got to have Austin Theory against a, an actual babyface. That's true. It would have been you nice know? if Shane was sticking around. They could have done. Uh, they could have played on the Austin McMahon thing again, and then that could be the storyline, right? Like, you know, you're gonna face my. Son. You're spending all this exactly. You're spending all this time with my dad, and like, 
you're, you're influencing my dad. I need to come in, you know, or maybe even like he loves you more than he loves me kind of deal. And like, we need to, call. we need to do it at WrestleMania, Austin McMahon. I like I that. Like, uh, like he, he thinks he's going to get a match against Vince, but he, you're going to, you're going to get to face a McMahon. My son. <laughs> Yeah. Well, how about how about Austin Theory and Shinsuke for the IC? Yeah, they got they got to get the belt off Shinsuke, and then Austin Theory gets. That's that's good booking right there, Peter Rosenberg. Well, you want to elevate Austin Theory, and a title at this point could be a thing that gets him him walking around with the title would be Mage. That you Austin start to Theory, think. Austin Theory winning the IC title at 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 WrestleMania is something. That's something. But and they got to get it off Shinsuke. Well, yeah, it's just kind of sitting there. Like, Shinsuke doesn't need a title. It's, just, it's, it's nothing. It's whatever. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Mail. I don't even know how to get to all of this stuff. Oh, my Lord. Started. Well, last week's show was what, the 25th? Yes. Um, to the major one on the Statless Wonder just finished the Randy Orton interview and while Dip may listen to it with a barf bag next to him the whole time I enjoyed it very much I appreciated Randy's honesty about not being thrilled about breaking kayfabe but understanding how things are nowadays the old man doesn't mind if the kids are playing on his lawn just don't do a 450 splash on his flowers <laughs> there was one there's one topic I was super curious to hear Randy's opinion on though Um, his start in OVW was briefly touched on but that class he was a part of was arguably the best of all time. Orton, Cena, Lesnar, Batista, Haas, Benjamin. They all made impacts in WWE almost immediately. Was curious to hear if you guys can recall a similar group of guys hitting the scene in such a strong way at the same time. Like some dudes before my time in the 70s or 80s. Interesting. That's an interesting thought. It, I, I mean, mean I didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time on, on his OVW days. It came up, but not a lot of time. Maybe Frank Gotch. Maybe Hackenschmidt. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, well, when Hackenschmidt and Gotch were on the scene, that that was a time. No, there was something going on for sure. Roman, um, Rollins, Ambrose, and Big E all hit the scene at the main roster at the same time, and though that's some that's a pretty good one. Pretty impactful. Well said. Names. That's a pretty good one. Um, male. What's going on, guys? Finally caught up on last week's episode, and I have a comment about Dip's comparison between Seth and Roman. He said Seth will never be Roman, as Roman will forever be the guy unless something happens to his career. Is that necessarily a bad thing, that he'll never be Roman? One can argue that Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, Triple H, Edge, Randy Orton, CM Punk were never going to be as big as Hogan, Austin, Rock, and Cena. Yet all these guys played pivotal roles in whoever was the top guy in the company in their career. They also carved out a terrific career for themselves 
as they are recognized as some of the very best to step into a wrestling ring. Just because Roman will be the top guy until he either retires or someone else steps in doesn't mean that Seth can't be the savage to his Hogan, the Undertaker and Triple H to his Austin and Rock, the Edge and Orton to his and Punk to his Cena. Know what I mean? Good thought, I know Mike. exactly what you mean, and I agree. It's a great take. Mail. Hello, P, SGG, and the original Drip God. I hope you are doing well. A quick aside. If we have champ versus champ at Mania, what would you do with the Rumble winner? Well, I guess we're figuring that out right now. Yeah. My main point is about Riddle. And what if he turned on Randy first? He could say he learned it from Randy, and having seen uh, his work on the indies, he could be convincing as a heel who beats people up just because he can. Just a thought, as the outcome seems somewhat, somewhat obvious otherwise. Thanks to keep up the great work. Emi, that's a great point. I like the idea of Riddle turning on him first. Me too. I think I feel yes. Heel turn for Riddle makes sense. Sorry, SGG, where were, you, where were you saying? No, I was saying he has to. It's it's the least predictable option, right? Because Randy always Randy always turns and Randy always goes to that evil dark place. But to see Riddle to see Riddle pull him to a place where he can be like happy go lucky and then turn on him first, it's perfect. Male Ben says uh, WrestleMania MVP. A potential fun idea leading up to Mania this year would be for you guys to retrospectively give out MVPs for each Mania. You guys decide how many or how you want to judge, but maybe you could do like five a week as a segment on the road to WrestleMania, or it could be a standalone episode like the Tears of Mage will be. Then moving forward, you can award the Cheap Heat Mania MVP every year. Just a thought. Keep up the great work. Not bad. I feel like the first like eight WrestleMania MVPs are sewn up, right? So we can just throw those at the red and yellow no, no that's not the first yellow eight. by the way what he might not even get three i mean come on he made event he, he he sold tickets for for all of the first eight he gets well, three is it only sure. well, that's, but that's our criteria is our criteria only who sold the most tickets or is it the performance they put on you know had a huge impact it can be on whatever we want. We don't have to do it based on that. Because even even if, even if you take WrestleMania three, right? Oh, and by the way, the and by the way, Savage is four too. But see, Sav does Savage even become champion? This here's the two things that people have to remember about WrestleMania four, right? WrestleMania four was built entirely on WrestleMania three. The whole year of wrestling programming after WrestleMania three is based on WrestleMania three from the Survivor Correct. Series to that Saturday night's main event. So WrestleMania four Hogan and Andre getting that by and going right into the second round of the tournament was a huge selling point of the tournament. The rest of it was going to be filled out and then they ended up eliminating each other and interfering in the main event, but they drove that whole tournament. Even if it played out with Savage winning the championship, which again, he doesn't get until Hogan comes down. Yeah, but you're overthinking it. You're overthinking it because it would just be the MVP for the actual event. Like, right. like for so does Savage get it for does Savage get it for you know wrestling the most matches and and having a great tournament run or does Hogan get it for being the driving force in the story lots? Nah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't put Hogan in that. Hogan was in a DQ match or was a count out, double count out. What it was a double count out? Yeah, but the, for the storyline purposes, that the, for the storyline purposes though, them eliminating each other added more intrigue to the tournament than whoever would have won the match. 
And then I, they get involved. Anyone in who calls team. Hulk Hogan the MVP of WrestleMania four is a psychopath. No, who needs to be committed? It's savage. You're gonna you're gonna say that about me in the fir- on the first TP to Black History Month? Is how you gonna start this? Week? Well, you don't. I don't. I don't think you actually think this. You you you're making a good argument, but Savage is the MVP of four. He had three matches. He had three matches, but I mean the WrestleMania storyline four of of four is Savage. What Hogan drove the storyline. Hogan. That's and why is that the? But that's drove that the storyline. Is the man at four? Come on, that's crazy. He, even him he winning the title is due to Hogan's interference. Even even Savage winning the title is Hogan. So you so you honestly believe, not making a contortionist argument, that when you just think about WrestleMania four, the the main person you think about is Hulk Hogan, not Randy Savage. No, Randy Savage is the main person that you think about, obviously, because he walks out with the championship, he wins the tournament. But if we're talking about the MVP, we're not just talking about who wrestled the best match. Who won we, this? Or I don't know what we're talking about. We got to set the criteria. So where, where do storylines fit in the criteria? Then let's say that I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm I clearly weighting the storylines heavier than match results. And you this just proves to me that SGG's desire to argue about things is unlike anything I've ever seen. So wait, you're now you now have yourself turned around to where you're being forced to argue for the person you despise to be mage at an event in which he wasn't even mage. Where do storylines fit in the criteria? Though I don't know. We have to work that out. These are these are all spinning from this. I I, I'm gonna have storylines commenting. These are all storylines are are weighted heavily. Then listen. Well, shout out to the to the email because that it's a as you can tell it's an interesting um conversation. The MVP of five has got to be the powers of pain. Well, we know how you feel. (laughs) Julian wrote us a full week ago and says the Ringer's greatest podcast. I think I have this Saturday figured out. Heyman's going to be on the apron arguing on behalf of question mark Brock Lesnar in his match with Lashley. Roman Reigns hops in the ring, spears Lesnar. Heyman looks bug-eyed and horrified. Lashley gets up, hits a spear of his own. One, two, three. Lashley's the champ. Brock is hunting Roman. And we still don't know whose side Heyman is on. Brock enters and wins the Rumble. Lesnar versus Reigns, main events, Mania Night 2. Pretty close. Yeah, she dangerously close yeah. prediction to what actually Very happened. Close. I think it's Julian, not Julia. Either way, well done, Julian. That is pretty close. Uh, let's see. Mail. Oh, there's so many. Uh, here's someone. Jose just uh, crushing Royal Rumble. Didn't get okay. to see the reaction show or hear it, but I hope we get some honesty about the Rumble. That had to be the most disappointing Rumble since Vince blew out his quads. What makes it worse was the show started off hot with Roman Seth and the women's rumble being fairly entertaining. Becky and Drewdrop, Becky and Dewdrop is a raw main event. Two heels wrestling and one who has zero chance should not be on a big four four pay-per-view. Zero crowd reaction. That's that's a fair argument, I think. Bobby only winning because of Roman and the ref couldn't count Brock's pin was annoying. Bobby Brock should have been a mania main event with how long we waited for it. The mixed tag was okay for what it was. The men's rumble was a complete waste of time. I actually fell asleep with a hot dominoes on my chest. Peter gets it. Yes, I do. I kept waiting for something big to happen only to see some BS Brock ending just to fix the whole day one storyline issue. Big E deserves better. 
everyone says let it play out and with wwe it never plays out how do they tease a ray dominic rumble moment with dominic being tossed before ray gets in where the hell was finn balor rumble is usually my favorite show of the big four and wwe fumbled the bag the mania build better be something in the words of a great magent you guys stay mage jose good email tough i hear you i understand I what say, you know do you what did you agree with most of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right oh sorry male forever champ est and his majesty uh i didn't know at the time when wwe started using the tagline then now forever that it was a threat <laughs> 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 are we really heading towards another year of the same two headlining WrestleMania? This will be the third time for Brock Roman. Only two other pairings have done it twice before rock Austin two and three years and Cena rock in back-to-back years. You all mentioned the other day that 10 years ago feels like yesterday when it used to feel like a decade ago. I'm all for healthy wrestlers living longer and performing later in life. But can we admit that this is a bit boring to see the same people year in, year out with almost no new blood at the top of the card? Seven years used to get us from Bam Bam Bigelow from versus Lawrence Taylor to Rock versus Austin. Now it got us from Roman Brock to Roman Brock again. <laughs> I will admit the women do a much better job of this than the men. I'm glad people like Bianca are being elevated into the Sasha, Charlotte, Ronda, Becky, Bailey category. Yours in mageness and repuggery. Tyler Norton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it is so crazy, man, that they have just refused to push people into the main event spot over the last 10 years that deserved it or that should have been. I don't say 10 years, but five years. I mean, you have endless. I mean, how many times have we had this conversation on this podcast about the amount of incredible talent that they have had? They have they have called up. They have squandered. I mean, it is endless. I may make a list for next week. I mean, Johnny Gargano, Matt Riddle. I'm not saying these squandered people yet, but I'm just saying it's just these are the people that I could see in the main event this year of Mania. You know, Tommaso Ciampa, um, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. Um, I mean, who wouldn't have wanted to see Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. Me. Or Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Who wouldn't have wanted to see Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar, even though we've seen it? I wouldn't have. That I wouldn't have wanted to say. I wouldn't. Yeah, me. Okay, but so, well, how, but so many here's the thing. Are, you know. how, Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns, which we've seen, and Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar, which we've also seen. How I'm is that elevating it to the main event? event. Oh, his, Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar was was for a championship. But I'm I disagree with I'm just, I'm just they weren't the best examples, I I admit. But I'm I'm trying to th- I mean anybody, anything new and interesting and fresh would be awesome. Where is the I disagree with the, versus Hogan? Where is the next guy versus Roman? Like how many times can we see the same th- I'm not not excited for it because I, I like Roman Reigns and I like Brock Lesnar and they're, they're main eventers and they're interesting to see in the ring together. And you never know who's going to win. Let's just say that let's give them credit for that. 
You never know who's going to win it. No, no, you won't know. You won't be sure who's going to win. You'll think Roman, but you won't be sure. It's interesting, and it's something. But they're just, you know, this could have been the year of Johnny Gargano headlining WrestleMania against against Roman. Please, this year? Dip? No. Why would this have been the year for that? I'm just saying, if they were built to be a big main event star like Daniel Bryan. No, no. And I, I disagree with the email that on paper, yes, we've seen Roman versus uh, Brock twice already at WrestleMania, but this is not the same Roman versus Brock that we got in uh, San Jose at 31, and this is not the same Roman ver- Roman and Brock that we got in New Orleans at, I believe it was 34. I they've agree continued with that. To, they've continued to level up, so the fact that they once again find themselves at a point where they're on a collision course is fine with me because the two the, the, the characteristics of the people that are colliding in this match coming up is very different from the, the times when they fought both times before. They are both at a different level right now. We just talked about how good Brock is doing on the mic as a baby face without Paul Heyman. And Roman is, in his words, in God mode. So just because they've faced each other, once before at different stages of their career, I don't think it precludes them from doing it again at WrestleMania. And again, even after that, if they're able to do it and continue to level up. Now, if they get to a point where it's just like... Well, what do you think the match is going to be? A bunch of spears and, and backdrops. I mean, I, I, but I guess but this, have but to believe what you're saying right now. This is a rivalry, though. No, this is a rivalry. Like They have to go back to it. They have to each elevate on their own, away from each other, and then come back and do it again at the next level. That's the only way to build a rivalry. We saw it with Brett and Sean. We saw it with Rock and Austin. You name rivals, and they've all done that. They've met at different levels and continue to elevate, not necessarily elevate each other, but as they've elevated, they found those paths crossing again. I'm, so I'm okay with Brock and Roman doing it again. I'm not hating on it. I just, it's, they're, this is it. This is the last we can see of it, okay? I don't think so, man. If, okay. if, they can con- if they can continue to level up, then they should continue to do it. Level, what's leveling up? He's been the champion for the longest in the history of champions. Brock Lesnar is unbeatable, seemingly. It's like, come on, dude. They, they, they're, the, they're the best and the biggest, and the, the, there's no one bigger than them, okay? And that's that. They want to do the, the only bigger match is the Rock and Roman, which they're hopefully going to do next year. I think they will. Unless you get Stone Cold Steve Austin out of retirement, there is no bigger match that you can do than Rock Roman. So if that's where they're going next year, then great. But there needs to be another, they need to start elevating and figuring out ways and stories to make people as ma- more mage that are in the mid card. And I would even put, to me, that the main event card right now is just Brock, Lashley, and Roman. And at least Lashley's there. What? At least Lashley's there. Yeah. But by the way, he may not be there. Incredible job building to the top. And by the way, he may not be there coming in. He may not be there. So it might not be be champion, but he's going to be a main eventer, though. He may not be champion, but he is a main eventer. Well, hold on, real quick. You mean you mean if if there's a unification if there's a title versus title Brock versus Roman, and they don't get first of all he's not a main eventer at that point. He won't main event either night. I'm saying like he's in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the, the 
you're being very technical in the sense like he won't main event each night. So yes, he won't be a main eventer, but he is a person that on any given night you can drop at the top of the yeah. card. And that is yes, what makes him main true, eventer. true. That's but that, what I'm just, you're right about that. What I'm saying is that doesn't mean we're going to get that at WrestleMania, unfortunately. And the only thing I can think of if he's not a part of the title match would be Goldberg. Otherwise, I don't know what match they even find for him. That seems worthy of him. Don't they tell me Drew McIntyre chemistry the other day. So it could be Seth. If it's not Seth KO, but it looks like it will be. Does, does he does he turn on MVP? <laughs> does he does Lashley turn on MVP if he doesn't have a championship? Is that something people are interested in? Lashley MVP? No. I would love that. I would. That would be interesting to me. But they they have they've taken away all of MVP's threat as a wrestler. What would, would who would ever believe he doesn't even MVP doesn't even get involved when people are attacking Lashley. He just backs up like he's never been in a fight in his life. <laughs> so I can't see all of a sudden now he's a credible opponent. MVP not take a bump right now. No, I think he can. I just think they don't want him to. All right. I would love that. I would love to see MVP more involved. All right, guys, it is that time. SGG, who do you have in the uh, Black Power rankings this this Royal Rumble of, week? Of course, the one and only, the dominator, Bobby Lashley. Wow. Um, people weren't you. happy with the way he won. People felt like Roman getting involved took away from what was already a great match. I, I don't care about none of that. The fact is, Bobby Lashley is now your two-time WWE champion, and I'll go on record and say that if Brock didn't grab onto the ref for dear life, he wasn't getting out of that hurt lock. He'd still be in the hurt lock today, passed out, if he if the ref didn't take that bump. And if Roman doesn't run down to the ring, Bobby Lashley's still your WWE champion because Brock would be beaten to the point where he could not compete. So Bobby Lashley, for that dominating performance on Saturday, is my pick for this week's Black Power Rankings. I'm going to throw out a couple of... Uh couple of names. Diplo, you go ahead. Um, I'm going to throw out Private Party. Private uh, Party? What did they do last week? I I love Private Party. I think they're so <laughs> underrated. And um, I thought they had an awesome match on Rampage against uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And, like, I, I just – I think Private Party are, like, um, next level. As far as their in-ring ability, and I and I, um, lot I got a lot of love for them. Got a lot of love for Private Party this week in their performance on Rampage. I'm gonna so show love to um, Omas, who had three eliminations in the Rumble, um, before getting ganged up on, which is wrong. Are we gonna have breakfast with Omas this year? Of course we will. I want to see him eat uh, four plates of breakfast again. Yeah, and we're, we got to have breakfast with Omas. That's uh, in fact that sounds like a breakfast. By the way, cheap heat breakfast with Omos sounds like an event we should be doing. <laughs> a thousand percent. That sounds like a cheap heat event if I've ever heard one. Um, but I'll I'll give it to Omos and Cameron. I, I thought, oh, you know, like Cameron you from the Funkadactyls, you would think like, who cares? But A, it was nice to see her and she was pretty good in there. Yes, she was. And it made me think, yeah. is there something fun that you could do with her? And Naomi and bringing her back. Um, and I also would the show that was impactful too. It was. And I would also show it, it, it mattered. It, it was part of the Sonya story. Um, and I was happy to see them continue to f- listen. It's so random to me that they've put so much time in the Naomi and Sonya story. 
But hey, I love when they put time into any story. So glad to see that furthered. And I'd also just be remiss before the show ended to not show love to Johnny Knoxville and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny was awesome. He is crazy. He's actually just a good wrestler. Like he's just a professional <laughs> yeah. wrestler. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what to say except that Incredible. Bad Bunny is not a like celebrity who wrestles at this point. It's like wrestling's one of the things he does, and he's really good at it. He he's WWE, he's WWE referred to him as a WrestleMania legend in a tweet, and I saw no issue with it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, he, he I'm, is. You can say whatever you want, Bad Bunny is awesome the spot with Rey Mysterio was awesome um I loved it and also to Johnny Knoxville if you're going to put a celebrity in an event you want them to give you the rub Johnny Knoxville gave everything he could to WWE he went on Kimmel he dressed up in gimmick he talked trash like he went but then he took a ridiculous clothesline in the rumble that looks like he didn't brace himself for it all like he just <laughs> it looked like a jackass bit like he just got his ass beat and tossed out props to johnny awesome. knoxville he did he it was in his element though just getting his ass beat he was no, exactly and by the way he did multiple tvs he did a great job when he was on TV. He did a great job at the Rumble. Then they sent superstars to walk the red carpet at Jackass Forever. Props yep. to the team in general who handled that whole integration. It was all just really well done. It was that's I how you love the Sammy part, but I loved everything else. And and <laughs> shout out to uh, like Ray Mysterio too. Ray Mysterio gave Bad Bunny his uh, ring used Rumble mask after the show. I saw that. Saw that. That's pretty major. I like that, I, and I like that they did. I think next time I see Bad Bunny, I'm going to give him a carrot. What do you think? <laughs> I'd like to see how that plays out. <laughs> Curious to see how we would react. Um, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com if you want to get in the mailbag for next week. It's professional wrestling. By the way, free Whoopi Goldberg. Rosenberg says free Goldberg. That's how, you, that's how they started Black History Month on the views. Incredible. <laughs> Crazy. I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Redheart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.